This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today I have uh, two people who I'm very, very fond of. We have Abner from 60 Days In and his man's A-Town. Hi. <laughs> How you guys doing? It's Good. a blessing. It's truly a blessing. Thank you for having me. Right, for sure. I mean, I was kind of shocked when I realized that you guys were friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where does this come from? How do you guys connect? It stands more from the getting a second chance. You know what I mean? A-Town has a little background. He's changing now his ways. He's pushing that uh, no bullying campaign. I so am I. Yeah. So... We kind of like interact. He's from Philly. I'm from New York, East Coast. So it's kind of like, and he's a 60 Days in fan. So it was like, it's just chemistry, you know? Right. Definitely. So you guys came together on the bullying tip or what was the first conversation like? The first conversation was more like he was doing a live and he was, somebody said, uh, he's the guy from 60 Days In. Right. So then I hit him back and uh, hit DJ Lou up and, um. We just kind of click, and I was like, yo, he's, you know, what is he doing? He's like, you know, I really don't like people bullying, you know, and I had left social media because of that. Because really? I'm not with the back and forth, like, nah, you know, you're going to do something, do it. Not, don't tag about it, you know what I mean? Right. And um, I like his way, man. I got a soft heart for, for just, you know, what he was doing. And nobody was listening to him, and I was like, you know what, we're going to do this, you know. My, I'm going to use my platform and yours. We're going to get together. Help these kids, man, because it all starts from bullying, man. Right. You yeah. know, even with me. So even after you kind of blew up and, and a lot of people knew you from, from being on TV and everything, you still were getting a lot of shit in the comments that was really uh, made it an un, unhospitable place for you? Oh, yeah, definitely. It was more like uh, even TikTok. TikTok, I, in two days, I gained what somebody would gain in a year, in two days. Right. So it was like my popularity was there, but the haters were still there. Mm. And it was like, you don't know who's behind the the bio or whatever. And um, with him, I kind of had a soft spot with the same thing. Like, he was going through it. And it's like, you know, don't do not do that, you know. But after the show, it was like, you, you got a lot of dudes that want to compete. Mm. Oh, I was in jail too. Oh, I did 50 years. I did 100 years. Like, come on, man. Like, I killed 20 people. All right, you know, <laughs> do you. Go go on 600 days in. You know what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> But it was like, I, I just genuinely did the show to, you know, help people. You know what I mean? Like, you could change. Right. Definitely. So, okay, uh, who, who, whose life do you think we should uh, dig into first in terms of uh, figuring out how you guys got here today? Well, I think uh, A-Town pretty much. Uh, okay. Yes. Tell me a little bit about your early life and uh, how you got here today. Uh, my earlier life, um, we flew here. Okay. Um, we definitely uh, came together as one, like, I feel like we like family. Because mm. as we met, it's like family, like you could tell by the vibes and the heart touches the heart. Right. So um, it's amazing. Definitely. So where'd you grow up? Oh, oh yeah. Um, I grew up in Philadelphia, PA. Okay. 
Yes, um, my my background is not perfect because I've been sick a lot. I'm cleaning on dialysis right now. Okay. Looking for a new kidney. Wow. Yeah, see, the port. Oh, wow. So you actually have the stuff, uh, I don't know what to call it, but you have. The, you... the port. Okay. Yes, dialysis. And also, um, you know, looking for a kidney. Um, I've been on dialysis for two years. Wow. Um, I have a lot of health conditions, but I'm able to push through. So, you know, um, also I want to do bullying, anti-bullying campaign because I've been bullied. Uh, I almost committed suicide. Really? Um, I almost, like, and it just ended my life. And um, I've been bullied. almost got killed for bullying. And um, I see other people have been bullied, too. Right. And people have health problems. They can't stand up for themselves. So that's why I said, okay, let me take a stand. Let me stand up for myself. And God is always with me. But no matter what, you know, God was with him all these years. You know, because he told me his story, background, and the touch of me. And I told him, and it touches his heart. So it was heart, touch, heart. So we both came together and said, okay, we're going to do this one. That's why he said second chance mm. in this lifestyle. Because a lot of people don't get second chances. That's real. Definitely. So, okay, what was it uh, when, you're, when you're going through elementary school and high school and everything like that? What was your experience like? You dealt with a lot of yes. people being really cruel to you, I'm assuming? Yes. You know, went down to the school board. We got kicked out of the school board because they didn't want to hear what I had to say. Me and my mom went down. My mom fought for me and nobody didn't want to listen to me. Nothing. Even teachers. Even I walked out in classrooms. Um, even they had to, you know, uh, uh, they even know they had to, like, you know, suspend me, all this stuff, because I was talking about I being bad. They, like, trusted in their own words mm. because they didn't want to listen. And when school boys, even school boys, they even trying to fight for me and stuff. So it was like, what can we do? And I'm like, I don't know. But you know how people, uh, how people, where people have health problems and all that, everything, you know, um, some people be like, their parents be like, um, uh, uh, just go with the flow, just go with the flow. No, stand up for their kids, stand up for your children. This is for everybody, please listen. Got people that have health problems and, and, and the teachers don't want to listen everything, please stand up and take in control in, with certain, in certain situation because that's not right to you, the parent, and everything. Mm. So you got to stand up for yourself. Yeah, you got to get the parents involved because who else is going to really tell the kids that it's all that's all bad to be messing with somebody, you know, like if anything, if you see somebody and I'm sure that Abner will agree with me and, and hopefully we could get this message across to young people is that if you see somebody who's having a hard time going through health problems that, you know, the, the manly thing is not to give them a hard time or try to make their life worse. If you're a real man, definitely, you'll assist them. You'll stand up for them. You'll want to make their life easier. You know, if you look at somebody who is having a hard time, the last thing on your mind should be how you can make their life harder, right? Yeah, no doubt, right. no doubt. Right. Yeah. yeah, so that really, like, you know, and also bullying starts at home, too. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Everything starts from home. So what they're going through, so bully, so you got to remember, bully. Kids bully sometimes because they don't have, like, stuff going on at home, so they take anger out on the other people, too, not knowing that they need help, too. So sit down, talk with them, and find out what is wrong, mm. you know? So we got to take a chance, you know what I'm saying? Not to say back in the day was like, oh, oh, come on, just annoy all this and that. Oh, y'all going to get it? No. You heard what happened in Colorado with that shooting, mm. with the kids dying from bullying. Right. So that's what I'm saying. This really got to... Really gotta taste thin because people still dying from bullying, mm. you know. Yeah. 
And it's just, and this Boy is sad. Are. And this is sad. We really got it taking chance, especially with the kids have health problems. They don't have, they don't, have, they don't know how to stand up for themselves. But I do, and I'm taking the stand for it. I respect yeah. it, man. Definitely. Um, and especially now, though, it feels like there's the conversation about mental health is, is going on in the media and it's more of a thing. Whereas when I was a kid, that wasn't a thing. If you were depressed, if you had health problems, et cetera, I mean, it wasn't really a, a conversation that was being had. I think that a lot of people are getting more open minded to, to the fact that just because somebody isn't like obviously uh, going through something that if they do seem like they're mentally going through something that that's something that you should have sympathy for and you should you should be worried about them instead of you know just trying to drag them down right right because people it just like you know in their head they gotta understand that with stuff at levels like sit down and just talk to them right sit down and talk to them or get them help definitely you said you almost killed yourself what yes. at what age and what was that what was like led 13. to that that was thirteen I almost killed myself because they had a lot of stuff was so much part of my health, so much with my health, and people bullying me, and they brought a gun to school trying to kill me. What? Because the way, because the way I am, like, for, when I say the way I am, like, you know, because I'm different from people, and they didn't like how, you know, they, they didn't like how I was, not my, how I was, and it was sad because that it hurt, it hurt me because the way they was going about it, they ain't one, like, you know, I ain't had no friends at all. Mm. I ain't had nobody. All Damn. I had was my mom. And my mom was struggling, too. So it's a lot of, the whole round the world was going crazy. So they they just wanted just to be, you know, be stupid and just trying to hurt me. Right. Because, you know, probably they something happened with them. Like, teenage, I understand teenagers go up, we go through our different changes. Mm. But to them, I don't think that's called for. I don't know what happened in their household, but all I know is that, I was trying to make sure I, I thought everything was trying to be right, but to them. When did you? When did things start to get better? When did you start to get more confident and like? Because when I see you now and I see you on Instagram and everything, you seem like you've really kind of left a lot of that stuff in the past. Where you've gotten a lot more confident. You can make Instagram videos just talking and having fun and, and entertaining all these people. When did you start to feel like you made it past all that stuff? Um, when I found when God talked to me. Mm. That's the thing, when God talked to me, because, you know, God was with me all through these years. And people say, God's not here. He is here. He hold my hand. I really felt his spirit walking through me to the straight path of success. Wow. That's amazing. When did that happen? Years ago, until now. Okay. How old are you now? 28. 28. Okay. Amazing. So how did you start getting a following on social media? It just happened. Like, one day, it just happened. It just... You know, they heard I was just being my normal, doing natural stuff, and they people heard me around cities and start coming up like, "Oh, you, oh yeah, tomorrow, oh yeah, you the famous boy from fine." Like I didn't know I was famous. Right. I didn't know I was busy back in the day. I was looking for jobs, mm. and I didn't know I was famous. And I'm like, I, and I said, "All right, I'll try it," and then boom. Right. That must feel pretty good that. The same stuff that made people make fun of you when you were in school is the same stuff that has made you famous. You know, like now your 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 personality is the reason why all these people know you. You're motivating people. You're making few people who maybe were in the same situation that you were in when you were young and in school. You're you're showing them that they're not alone. That there's other people who go through this. But then you're also doing quite well for yourself and putting yourself out there. I think it's kind of a beautiful thing. 
thank you. I tried, you know what I'm saying? I thank the Lord every second I get. Because I could have been dead a long time ago because of my health. Mm. But every chance I get, I thank the Lord for letting me talk and let me share stories and his stories and, you know, all throughout the history of life because this is a blessing and amazing. Sometimes I could cry right now because I just thank the Lord that he's been pushing me all the way to the top. Wow. That's beautiful. Thank you. Um, so, okay, Abner, uh, so, can we talk a little bit about your early days in, in terms of, uh, you know, I, probably most people seeing this have seen at least a good chunk of uh, you on the show and everything. Right. I feel like you didn't fully <laughs> on the show go into depth about what the early parts of your life were like, but I'm super curious. Can yeah, we uh, talk a definitely. little bit about that? We're going to throw some, uh, some, some uh, dialect in there that wasn't on the show or on the book. Um, my life was hard, man, coming up. Like, I, I grew up poor. Mm -hmm. I'm the youngest of six. Where at exactly? Brooklyn, New York, oh, right. Puerto okay. Rico, uh, upstate New York. Wherever we got evicted from or we didn't have money, my mom ain't had money to pay for the light, gas, single mother, you know, no job, just on, you know, so, uh, social services, welfare. I grew up poor. And um, where poverty comes, anger you mm -hmm. know and with anger comes violence and um just like he said um i used to get bullied and bullies create monsters like you just don't wake up one day and say i'm gonna be a three-time felon mm -hmm. and just shoot 12 people leave some of them crippled like real talk you know and um it was just from childhood and i remember one day i was in school and they took my sneakers i had a brand new pair of jordan worked all summer for them and uh, some bullies took them and threw them on the roof. Like, you know, they thought it was funny. But like a year after that, I already had, you know, committed violent acts, like real violent acts. Those same bullies would walk across the street when they saw me. So in my mind, I'm thinking like, they respect violence. Mm. Like they don't respect God, the Bible, let's be nice. Like right. they respect gully. So I was like, you know what? This is the move then. This is how I take a whole block. This is how I hustle violence. Mm. Like, I'm more crazier than you. Like, you know. And um, people talk, and now it's like a culture, you know. But when I was young, I, I had broad daylight shootings. Like, I had people lick at me, five people, and me get out the car. Not run. Get out the car and handle it. Like, people don't realize how that that lifestyle is. If you're not ready to go handle it and you're going to just run or whatever or you're going to be the op, then you, 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 you shouldn't do it. Right. You should stay in school, do what you got to do because social media has people brainwashing. When I was young, it was just like, MySpace coming up. Mm. So it was not like... It was mostly shit you were dealing with in real life. You would see right. somebody on the block, but they didn't have this internet presence where they could disrespect ah. their enemies and all this stuff. It was a little bit more insulated, you know? Yo, now it's like another another world. And um, I just kind of like, from my childhood, at 16, I went to prison, you know, and I did what they call a county life. Three years. You can't do more than three years. When you're underage. Right. Okay. So I did three years, came home. You know, I shot, you know, and I could talk about it. I mean, I've been sentenced for it. I shot two people, you know, like, and, and, and people kind of like. That's why you went in when you were 16? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it, people kind of like, well, you know, you, you, you shouldn't have been like that or whatever. 
you don't have sometimes a choice. Like, mm. you're brought into that, you know? And I believe people can make it out of there because it, being being young and, and it, race has nothing to do with it. A lot of people blame race or you could be gully any race. Mm. Like, it's just the savagery in your mind. Like, who I'm going to be today when I wake up? Right. But I woke up every day like, you know, today I might get killed. Like, you know, today I might die. Like, right. I, every day I woke up like, yeah, somebody going to try to kill me today. So I have to be almost like military mode. Right. You know? It, yeah, because, I mean, there's like a lot of rappers that I pay attention to in New York City right now in particular. And some of them are like 18, 19 years old, et cetera. And they are running around, you know, on Instagram live, pulling up to people's neighborhoods, different projects and stuff like where their enemies are from. And they're on Instagram live, which makes it even crazier than whatever you were doing at that time, because he's literally they're creating a blueprint, a document yeah. for if the police want to follow up on this. And it just makes me feel like. This is like a sickness that has like infected a lot of young people. And I, I see how social media is making it so much worse. Obviously, just going and shooting at people on the other side of town that you don't get along with is all bad regardless. But when you have people documenting on social media and people going on each other's stories and talking yeah. about smoking on your dead cousin and all this shit, yeah. I mean, it just amplifies this tension so much. And you see young high school kids on their Instagram stories who are who are reveling in it and loving yeah. it. And this is like this is like their culture in a way and 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 they're they're just embracing it in a way that when i look at what i was dealing with or the rappers that i was looking at when i was young it just has gotten a lot more extreme yeah there's no sympathy there's no it is is basically pull out the phone before you even call 911 mm. let's get the footage like clout chasing has become a phenomenon mm. like it, it's incredible what it what it what people will do for likes for for comments for like I don't care about none of that. I could walk down out of here, walk down Boulevard. People recognize me. Mm. But I do it because they know it's a message. I don't do it because the clout chasing. And it's like OG once told me, you can't be a hustler and a gunner. You're going to have to pick one. Mm. You right. can't be a hustler and a gunner. Right. So you can't be a rapper and a thug. Mm. Right. Which one you going to be? Because you're going to meet the real one. It, come down the line. Yeah. If you're going to be a thug, you're going to meet that real thug. And people just kill people nowadays just to get a name. Right. And it, they don't care they're in jail. Because once you're in jail, then you're going to realize 10, 20 years down the line, like, you're forgotten. Mm. Like, your your story was on Instagram, on social media. Yeah, you was the man. You gone But then you now. just go away. You gone. And you, everybody forgets. And you come home 20 years later and the whole world has moved on. Not just once. They moved on 20 times since then. Yeah. And you hear stories a lot about that, about people who are in the mafia or, or in different gangs who they come home after doing their 20, 30 years thinking that they were doing the manly thing by, by standing on their shit. And they come home and nobody gives a fuck. And nobody who was associated with them before even wants to give them a couple thousand dollars to get on their feet or anything like that. Like, yeah, it's true. And, and young people are just so caught up in the drama of being in that environment and, and wanting to flex and wanting to be this, this sort of superhero image that they'll just do things that will get them thrown in jail for, for yeah, you, decades. You, what it is, you got a lot of civilians playing thugs. So it's like Sammy the Bull, right? People call him a snitch. and it, Why is he still alive? Mm. You know why? Because the civilian ain't going to do nothing to him. Like, you're not just going to see him face to face mm. and violate him. That he's, he's who he is. He's a killer, regardless of how you look at him. So you got civilians now 
playing roles in the street. Or I'm this, I'm that, you know, I'm a rapper, I do this, I do that, I went to jail. Like, you had, once you go to prison, you check your guns in at the door. Mm. So if you don't know how to be a man about a situation in prison, which is why it was easy for me to handle a show like 60 Days In, because I've been around real killers. Mm. Bunk with them. Three life sentences. When you coming home, natural death is on their release date. Right. Like, he's not coming home. Definitely. So, taking me back to the the mentality that you had when you were 16 and you got locked up for shooting two people, Um, you get locked up, you're going through the process of, of getting sentenced and everything. Are you still feeling like, Fuck it. Like, like being tough is the most important thing. Were you not accepting that you've done something wrong or that you need to change your life? Because usually it comes down yeah. later, like mid-20s and shit is when people seem yeah. like they start to realize that this isn't what they want to devote their life to, right? Yeah, my mid-20s, I spent on my day seven years in the feds. But you get this mentality either two, two ways. Either you feel remorse and you're like, I'm not doing this no more. You could go to jail for an hour and say, I'm never going to jail again. Yeah. Or you could go to jail for 10 years and say, I'm never going to jail again. My first time was more like, this, this is it. This is who I am. Mm. Like, I could make money in an hour and I could do protect the block. That's my block. You're going to do what I say. You're not, doing, you're not hustling on my block. Like, you felt like almost like uh, you had a piece of real estate in the hood. Mm. So it was like, all right, I went to jail, came back home. That's still my block. Mm. So even if you shot someone because of repercussions of the street, because people are going to hate on you, and you know, and in the street, it's not like social media. You're not going to sit there and text. They're going to come at you like, you know, whatever. And and that's where the, the envy comes from. But with me, it was more like, this is all right. Mm. It's normal. Like, I saw all my friends shoot somebody and kill somebody. So it's like... Yeah, this is this is normal. Right. It, it's almost like you don't even understand it. Like you, it's embedded in you. Like this is what it is. You hustle, and it's violence, and, and that's it. Right. Jewelry, cars, go to clubs, whatever. Guns. Like it was normal. Like having a a, a a bin full of guns. Right. That you buy off the street. It's not normal. You know, and now I realize it. And it honestly makes me think about when I watch documentaries about, you know, the Middle East and Afghanistan. And you see 15-year-old kids out there with fucking machine guns. And, and they're ready to die for their religion slash their, you know, political yeah. identity. And you think, like, I mean, that's fucked up. But those people are coming from a circumstance where they really got no other choice. When you look at, like, what it is to be an American, even if you grow up in the hood in America, it's like... You would just hope that people would not make those decisions, but it feels like so many young people, they really like, it's when you're young and your identity is in question, then, and you could, you could go either route. And if you keep being indoctrinated and having these ideas put into your head that, that you can justify your manhood through violence, that could very easily end with you becoming, you know, not a, not a monster, but somebody who's willing to do monstrous things. Yeah, no, I, I honestly do believe that. A father figure plays a big part. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't have really a father figure. My mom, you know, my pops was here and there, but it's not like, it wasn't like, like a constant, like, a, you know, you get a whooping for doing this, doing that. No, it was like my mom saying, my kid's good kid. Mm -hmm. No, your, your kid is, is a savage. Mm -hmm. He's not a good kid. You know, my mom goes to church and, you know, all her life, you know, he's a good kid. Nah. 
She was in denial. No, he always in denial because your mom's always going to love you, Mm -hmm. you know. But the streets become your father figure. Right. So you wake up with a discipline every day. I got to have this on. I had to go here. I really can't associate with that dude because he's with the ops. Mm -hmm. I really, it's almost like chess. Every day you wake up. So the wrong move, either get you in jail or dead. Right. And um, a father figure plays a lot. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of kids that social media is becoming their father. Mm-hmm. These rappers that are sitting in a, in a mansion, millionaire, are becoming their their father. Nah, that's not it, what it is. Because they're not out there doing mm-hmm. the real the real violence, the real life, you right. know, that lifestyle. They're just singing about it. Yeah. And they kind of... Like you say, with the kids in the Middle East, these are kids in the middle hood or in the middle burbs. They're getting brainwashed by, by what they see. Yeah, <laughs> just like the the one lucky ass dude out of a out of a you know not a hundred out of a hundred thousand who's able to make it out of that environment and maybe he was in a gang or he was involved in violence and stuff but you know he he finds himself in the position where he's very talented and he's able to make a career for himself musically. But then a lot of times that doesn't stop them from basically using their platform to sort of egg on a lot of the behavior. And a lot of times then you'll see a rapper who's famous, rich, living in a mansion. But then meanwhile, their brother got killed in the streets because they can't get to him. And then his his you know his cousin gets killed. And like you see this over and over and over. And it's just like a really sick cycle at a yeah. certain point. And it's not even only that. You got rappers like... Literally doing dumb shit. Yeah. Like, like, why are you even doing that? Mm. No, I was doing this and I was with this. But it's it's guilty by association. But you can't be a millionaire, be around your bodyguards, be around the police, be around your managers, and then just say, "Well, I'm gonna hang with with this set because I'm this set." Mm. You're not that set. Those people eat that set. Mm. They live that set. They walk that set. So you're not. So these kids get infatuated by, well, he's this because he's that. He's that, he, he, you know, he's Crip or he's blood or he's that because he's that. No, this guy's sitting in the mansion and you sit there and do something stupid and end up in jail, end up in the news and on social media. And now you clout chasing to the fullest mm. because that's the the biggest cat, the, the clout chasing on top. Mm. And people do that nowadays. Sometimes like... Man, if you gave me that platform, man, I could help out a lot of kids. Yeah. You know, like, give them the real talk. But, okay, so you get locked up at 16, and yeah. would you say, because obviously there's got to be a lot of stuff that's just bad. Like, you got to fight, you got to eat shitty food, you know, you got to sleep on the schedule. But was none of that was, did that really bother you, or was it just, it didn't bother you enough to make you want to turn away from what you were doing at that time? This is the this is the thing. You'll have people that go to jail and cry, right? I just literally laughed at it. Mm. I went in front of the judge like smirk, like whatever. What? Listen, my, my public pretending next to me like, listen, man, you need to give me probation or something. Like this is my first felony, and I already know this. My mind is already programmed to the system, but it was like a joke to me. So I wake up and you discipline to it. They're going to give you this food. They're going to give you that. You know, you get, you graduate. Mm. It's almost like a learning camp. So the OGs will come in. Hey, youngster, you can't be really doing this. Like, you got to do it like this. It's like, oh, okay. So do it like this. Oh, you don't want me to hang with pedophiles. Okay. So they, they the bottom of the, you learn. Mm. And 
quickly I adapted to, all right, I got this. So this is all you got to do. Eat, shit, and sleep for shooting somebody, I'm good. Mm. <laughs> like, you know, and, and, and you, in your mind, that's how you think is normal. You know, it's, it's weird. It's, it's, I, don't, I don't know. I guess either you're built for it or you're not built for it. Because I've seen celebrities and rappers that go to jail cry. Mm. Like, I could tell by looking at them, you, you cry. You're not built like that. Because when you're, when you're going and getting locked up and you're comparing that to just being on the block, it might not seem that much worse. But if you're a celebrity and you, you're used to living a, a million-dollar existence and then you get locked up, I mean, this is a very big difference Like like from the shit that you're used to in your day-to-day. To the fullest. Like Once you get your head shaved upstate and you get your bedroll and you take a shower with 10 dudes, hurry up, you got three minutes, mm. keep it moving. Ain't no, let me get a towel, I got to hide, or no, nah, you, you're manhood, you, you a man. Now you're going to see if you tough or not. And if you take people from that environment of, I need a manicure, pedicure, <laughs> to, uh, nah, ain't no nail clipper on the block. Like, no, you, no, nah, we don't have one. You got to get your ID, go see the CEO to go get a simple nail clipper. Mm. Meanwhile, you got a whole pedicure, manicure. Like, your whole life is going to change. Like, either you change or, you know. So you get out after those three years, and did you feel like you were viewed completely differently by the people in your neighborhood? Like, yeah. did you, you got that respect, and that just made you worse? Yeah, you get them stripes. Off the rip, you get them stripes. And it was like, when I came home, you know, here you go, your homie buy you a pair of sneakers. Yo, you good? You need work? Here you go, you know. You kind of get this love that's false, and you think it's real. Mm. Like, yeah, this is my family. Meanwhile, Mom Dukes was the only one that was there for me while I was in the county. Mm. You know, little girlfriend skipped on out. Really? And it's like, you you thinking like, all right, now I got this. Because such and such got this block. He got work. He got weight. Now I, now I can roll with them because they know if you, you push my buttons, I'm going to do something to you. Mm. And people, it's kind of weird because when you're on the street and <laughs> you're doing stuff like that, they'll deny you. You know, royalties to work. Like, nah, I don't got nothing, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm. They literally, you know, you become like, like a bully. Like, you just did the most uh, selfless thing by going and doing this time. And obviously, you could have told. You could have put a whole bunch of people in. But then you come home, and they don't even got the, the time to, to give you a little bit. They're just be fully in selfish mode, right? Right. Yeah. You know, and then you, you, you pretty much... Learn from that. And I gradually started learning after that. And then I went to the feds right. after the three years. Where'd you get locked up? And how long were you home? And then when did you get locked up I'll for? tell you what. From 19... From 1999... No, no. From 1990, when I was six, around 16, 18. From 1990 to 2009, I never saw a full cycle year. Wow. So it was always three years... Eight months, boom, I shot homie. He didn't come to court. Boom, charges dropped. I just beat that attempted murder. All right, come home. Bang, I caught with work. Your Honor, it was in my house. I don't live there. Boom, okay, drop. You know, and you six months, eight months, a year, two years, seven years. And then when you look at it, you're almost 40. You're like, dang, Mm. man, my life just, man, I'm almost 40. Right. I'm still doing it. My kids hate me. Like, I've been absent, like, mm. like, like I'm, I'm really a dirtbag. Like, had you not thought about all that 
throughout the the time that you were locked up and stuff like how nah. many times did you thought about turning away from this life it just it was such it a part was, of the identity it didn't even occur it, to you. It, it didn't even occur to me it, it was almost like all right i got these ratchets at home i got this work yeah when i go home i'm gonna just keep doing it right and even if you have that little bit attachment to your past you're still gonna be doing it that mm. lifestyle so it was at the end where i where i decided to stop mm. And it was, with me, it was more like, um, people call it a miracle, people call it a, a moment in your life. Nah, I, it's not hard to go out and kill somebody and go do life. It's not. It's, it's the consequences you live with that in your conscience. Mm. I didn't have a conscience. Now I have a conscience. So it was my last time I was in prison that a CEO gave me a Bible. This is written, I wrote a book on it, came out on, on a Christian broadcast network, all that. I done above and beyond. I just got an award from from a, from a councilman. I mean, my life changed, but it wasn't because just miraculously I grew wings and now I'm a man of God. Mm. You know what I mean? Because people got this misconception about being godly. You'll never be like Jesus Christ. No. You can never be. You know what I mean? And who did Jesus Christ walk with? Prostitutes, criminals, murderers, Saul was, Paul was Saul, murderer. He decapitated Christians, you know, thousands of them. So you kind of think, you know, when I was in prison, the CO gave me a Bible. I was in solitary confinement. I was doing a year, full year. No girl, no visits, no nothing, mm. no packages. Straight showers Tuesday and Thursday. If the CO felt like it, a full cycle year in the box, playing with little mice playing with little crickets that randomly came in the cell. That was the most fun that you had? Man, like your mind just, you know, and the book cart comes, CEO don't like you, keep it rolling. Wow. You can't even read nothing. So one day a uh, CEO gave me a Bible and I was, that day I was feeling real suicidal. Like, man, like I hit rock bottom. Like, I'm like, man, I ain't got nothing. I'm almost 40. My kids hate me. You know, they grown already. Mm. They got kids. And it's like, man, where I been? You know, so that CEO gave me a Bible and now I had quiet time. So I started reading the Bible like, man, this, this pastor was lying about that because the Bible says this. And he kind of preached about it like this, but nah, it ain't like that. Because he's saying if I'm imperfect, God's still going to like my imperfection. But you don't like it because mm. I got tattoos, because I cursed, because I was in jail, because I'm a felon. Thou should not nah, judge. Thou should I mean? not judge while in the image of form. So, you know, I came about and I found a lot of truth in it at a moment that I felt suicidal. Mm. You know, I was like, you know, let me just go around the, 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 the heater and, and hang myself. And I decided, you know, before I left prison, one of the CEOs told me, you'll be back. And I heard that a lot. Right. I used to hear that all the time, like, you'll be back. But I still remember that one seal that gave me that Bible, and I was giving him a hard time. Mm -hmm. Because regardless, even like the TV show, Race Plays Part. Right. So Big time. That was a lot. That's yeah. one of the main things I learned from that shit. Man, yeah. You So you know, yeah. I, if I know, you know, we cool. So I was giving the seal a hard time, but that, he was treating me like, but it dawned on me, that he was a man of God. Mm. He was, a, and I was, you know, with the cocktail bombs, you already know, you know, giving him a hard time in the box. And um, What's a cocktail bomb? Cocktail bomb is a little poop and a little urine. Oh, Lord. And a little, we call it jankum. 
All right. <laughs> and, all right. And um, I gave him a hard time, but he was still cool with me. Like, I knew he didn't tamper with my food. He would give me extra food. Like, man, this dude is not my race, but he cool. What's, what is it about him? Mm. He was a man of God. When you look at yourself at that time, you feel like you were full-blown racist? Like, do you really, like, you didn't want anything to do with white people, black people? What no, was your I, thoughts? It was, if, if they was in the, in the clique, my gang, fine. Because you already know, sometimes in New York, mm. it doesn't really matter. It's inseparable, it, it, yeah. Yeah, if you that, you that. You know, if you blue, you blue. You red, you red. And, um, or if you go, you go. And, um, I was, it, it brainwashes you to a way, like, to hate people. Mm. And it's crazy now because my phone now is full more of white people than my own people. And white people encourage me and help me more than my own people. It's crazy because, and it's not because of the race. It's because I chase positivity now. So I attract positivity. So a lot of people that reach out to me is, is not the same, but a lot of them that are doing the same thing in the street, I can't really do that, mm. you know, but prison does play a part into like this embedded hate mm. like yo man psh, yo he's racist look he's got the guillotine on tattoo on his arm yo mm. like you hear like these conspiracies from inmates like nah he's, he doesn't look like that you know because this guy giving me extra food and i'm giving him a hard time what are you talking about like this guy you know and i realize now he's a man of god he didn't look at race mm. and that seal you know and I, I know him, you know, he's not out there, he's older now, he's retired. And I was, <laughs> but um, he basically, God used him to reach out to me like, hey man, I got a message for you. Mm. It's not about this, it's not about that. So I don't look at people like that no more. I look at you as who you are. What, what you know, I have a compassion. Before, meanwhile, I could just shoot somebody in the leg, go home, eat Fruity Pebbles and <laughs> watch TV like nothing happened. Right. You know, my mom like, you got, something on your boots oh that's nothing mom I'm good right like it, you know now it's like I look at people because of their character and what they want to do so if you pushing this but you're doing this behind closed doors you 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 know you false right you know and, but it must have been really hard for you to to leave did you have to formally leave your gang or how do you go about sort of separating yourself and changing your life this is how I look at it, and this is why I say to anybody, and, and people ask me that question a lot. There's no excuse. Nobody has a gun to your head saying, yo, you got to be this, you got to be that. Mm. Stop it. But when you're, expe you're, you're no more use, like now I'm talking about God, I'm walking around with a Bible, like they're, they're kind of like, yo, is he smoking, son? Like what's wrong <laughs> with him? Like, you know, and... um. They they kind of just leave you alone. Mm. It's the mental. Yeah. It's the mental. But you still have to watch because if you do something to somebody and you did something, they're never going to forget. Mm. So if you gas somebody's cheek and you cut them, they, they're not going to forget you. They're looking in the mirror every day. Yeah. He did that to me. He, I, I hate him if I ever see him. So you have to at the same time be like, so I left the gang, just, just left. When I left prison... I had 30 days, I'll never forget. My man had just got killed, right? And I had a contract for my head. True story. A lot of people, people that know me know. And um, my right-hand man got bodied. So when I came home and I found out about it through a haircut, I'm like, yo, what happened to such and such? Oh, he killed such and such. So I'm like, wait a minute. And I had asked God, I'm trying to change, but I got enemies. Mm. 
So when that happened, 30 days before I came home, and now I'm home now, I'm like, I don't have no worries now. I really don't have no immediate threats. I'm just going to get a job. And I got a job. What did you start doing? I started doing uh, specials. So oh, it's nice. uh, demolition. It's the only job you really can get. Hey, you know, sniff some uh, cancer. But <laughs> yeah, it right. paid good. It paid good. And um, I had a little hoopty, a little Honda. I pushed it and uh, sold my jewelry, bought the car. I, I was like, I can't do it. I have to start. I started listening to my parole officer. Mm. Who I was probably, that was your enemy for years and man, years. Man, and here we go again with the, he, which is crazy. He he even released me and told the boy, let him go. That guy's changed. Mm. I never seen it. Wow. He said he, he retired. I was his last client. He said, I've not never seen anybody accomplish what you accomplish. And I know it's real. And a lot of people be like, well, you know, on parole. My parole officer used to be like, a lot of these guys talk about they real, but they really snitching. Mm. They snitch on parole violations. Mm. So I was like, he ain't lying. Really? He can't be lying. Because once again, this guy's a man of God. Mm. You know, and God put him in my path. And I started listening to him. You know, and he he was the worst. Nah, yo, that P.O., he's going to have you in jail in 30 days. He's no good. So I was like, you know what? Let it be his will. So I started listening to him. Uh -huh. he, and I was like, can I get this? He gave me paperwork to go get a job. Boom, got the job. He's like, hey, you should do this. I started listening to him more than people on the street. And I got the construction job, the demolition. I started, I, I wasn't even a special supervisor, so I know how to do all that. And um, I found a trade that I could just, you know, and from there I started going to church, just left it alone. Like just stood away from those people that was doing this thing. And it was easy for me to spot them. So you, so you actually were able to leave it alone for the most part. It didn't really like follow you. I feel like for a lot of people, they try to get out the game and it's Yeah, it's I, a relocated. Lot I relocated. I oh, relocated. You moved yeah. out to New York. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I live in the burbs now. I relocated. You know, my, my neighbors are federal agent. Like, <laughs> my neighbors are totally different now. Like, I, I live on acres. God has blessed me. Like, my life totally changed. Right. Like, but I understand now that it was the positive choices I made. It had nothing to do with, you know, and the system, yes, needs fixing, but it's an individual choice. Right. So you get up every day if I'm going to do something or if I'm not. It's your choice. Yeah. Like some people make it seem like, no, I have to. But you have to what? Go shoot that guy five times in the head and, and be on the news? No. Yeah. You could just walk away from it. Hey, man, you good, man. Right. Like, like now I know how to deal with altercations and people. I'm, I'm real good with it. Even with it, if I go to a Walmart and I run into a Karen or something, like, <laughs> hey, you know, now nah, you good, man. No, nah, no problem. Go ahead. You could go in front of me. I think about that a lot. How When I was younger, I would just escalate a situation. You know, that was security guard because I grew up riding BMX bikes and we'd be riding some rail at a college, whatever. And all of a sudden you have a security guard kicking you out. And I mean, we used to just really push the issue and just fuck with them, make fun <laughs> of them, give them a hard time, et cetera. When this is just a guy doing his job. Yeah. And when I think about it, like we never really had like that bad of situations, but we used to escalate shit in, in situations where we really didn't have to. And now if a security guard comes to kick us out when we're riding our bikes on something, I'm like, 
My bad, bro. We'll be out of here. You know, I, we keep it professional, move on as quick as possible. When you're a young hothead, I mean, it's a lot harder to, to make that move. Yeah, no, you, 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 violence kind of gives you a rush mm. when you're young. Like, yeah, you, it you, definitely you, do. You, it definitely do because I was there. I don't did some dumb stuff. You get too. an adrenaline yeah. rush. Yeah, I, I, I've been a 302. I've you got been, locked up as well? I've been a 302. Is that a prison, I'm assuming? Crazy house. Crazy house. Who, who'd you hurt? I didn't hurt nobody about to, but they, until, until they, until they thought because of my health, they thought I was insane, but I wasn't, but I was in there for two weeks and it ain't fun in there. Wow. Cause that, cause I've been, I said I've been bullied and I was going to take advantage. Uh, I, that was in high school. I was going to try and stab somebody. Whoa. Cause I'm tired. I got, I got tired of it. So I tried to take advantage of my own situation. But they, they caught you before you were able to? Yeah. They caught me before I was able to. So they sent me to the crazy house. First they sent me to the holding cell. Then as you know, they sent me to the crazy house. So they said, they let me off go. That's what I said, God is always around. See, God was around him and God was around me because I could have had a record, but God said no. And they said that um, if he does it again, then then he get locked up. But you know, there for two weeks, see how validate me, everything, tested me, all this stuff. Then they know they found out he was like they said bully he been bullied and everything so in that case my mom was yelling at me so you better thank god um that uh you could have been something much worse everything all that i said mom at the time i didn't care about you know what she was talking i was just wouldn't just want to do just want revenge like like you said we kids we just want to do dumb stuff mm. but as i get older we got older we started to realize you know what life takes of us and takes control of certain situations. I feel it. That's good. I'm, I'm happy you didn't get locked up. That would have been terrible. Yeah, and I, if I got locked up, I don't think I would be famous as I was. Because mm. I think I'd still been the record and still be doing this, doing this stuff, you know. A lot of rappers get locked up and make them more famous. Well, that was <laughs> you might want to still consider it. <laughs> but that was before that. That was before, before the fame. Before all that, okay. That's what I'm saying. That was before the fame. Yeah, okay. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that was before the fame. So I was like, you know, that was like, I was like, 16, no, 17, mm. when that happened, I was in 11th grade, you know, I got tired of being bored, so I tried to take advantage of my own situation instead of handling it the right way, so I was trying to do this, and this is what happened, that's what I'm saying, please don't take advantage to, you know, in your own situation, because that can end up, you know, backfired, mm. might as well do it the right way, no, it's not, no, telling so stop telling, no, just protect yourself, because you don't want to end up hurting yourself or hurting somebody else. In the process, and and, and 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 when you do that, you put yourself in danger in your in your whole life, and you could accomplish something that you could accomplish, but that stopped you for what you're doing. That's why I said, please stand up. Don't take a don't try and do and somebody because it's crazy. Somebody's trying to do the same thing I did, but they got locked up. Oh really? Yeah. They were trying to do the same thing I did, but they got locked up, and everybody was questioning like, how the people was questioning like. A lot of people was questioning me from my school because I was just talking to school. A lot of people was like, hey, Tim, how come you didn't get locked up? I said, I don't know, probably God or something. Like, you know what I'm saying? But I had this one person from kindergarten. Me and him grew up. His name was DJ or something. He, he was talking to me. And he would say, hey, you almost there. Like, he really had a personal conversation to me. Somehow. Hey, you almost. First, I ain't going to lie. First, I didn't believe him at all. He said, you almost there. You almost there. You got it. I see something. You almost there. I didn't believe him. None at all. Until he said, 
that and until it actually happened, I said, wow. I'm like, wow, you ain't lying. Like, you know what I'm saying? People tell you, you know, that some things to your face that you're not even going to believe. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And, and until it actually happened, you'd be looking like, how this person know? Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, you know, it's, it's how you carry yourself and how you do. You know what I'm saying? It's like went to a crazy experience where I be hearing all his stories a lot. And, and, and it astounded me because that, you know, he, he changed his life around. Mm. And it amazed me because that he's not trying to go back to that situation. How much time have you guys actually spent together? Like, what what do you guys do together? Like, like I, I understand you became cool, but it's interesting. Like, if I saw y'all walking down the street together, I would be like, "Wow, that's a couple." Yeah, no, Look at we, these dudes. We um we we ended up going the other day to um Nickelodeon. Yeah, Nickelodeon. Wow. Yeah, Nickelodeon. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Right? Just any random place, seeing you two together would be yeah, great. Yeah, and, and people are like, yo, these, yo, these guys are like. Yeah, yeah people are like, oh my gosh, that's Adam. Oh like night that's and day, you know. But he has, a, he has, my thing is, he's a good guy. He, has, he means well, you mm. know. He doesn't mean harm. He means well. So that is kind of like what, what I, I like about him, you mm. know, like. He's he's no harm. He's 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 good. He's a good dude. But does any do people ever say shit to you on the street that kind of brings you back to how you felt when you were in high school in terms of you know them maybe they aren't like full on bullying you but they might mess with you a little too much or or, or say something to you that you don't like like does that bring you back to that way that you used to um, feel? Um, the people that used to bully me, uh, they come up see me. Oh, A Town, you famous? How you get? Yo, A Town, so proud of you. And I'm looking like. Don't be about me on now. Like, did you congratulate me when I say good morning mm. to you? No, but um, some people, they, I'm going to be honest, they not here. They did. Yeah. I don't know how it happened, but they did. God bless their souls. Are you trying to tell us something right there? You don't know how it happened? Quote, unquote. <laughs> <laughs> you sending on hits, A-Town? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm saying God bless their hearts. Like, you know, okay. as we grow up, you don't know what they, you know, after high school, you don't know what they they life like, you know what I'm saying, after they done after high school, mm. you do your own thing, basically. Right. So you don't know they do something wrong and all that stuff. You hear about people getting shot. Oh, I know that, but how you get shot? Yeah, no, I think about that. I'll see somebody, like, who who used to mess with me in high school or something, and all of a sudden they're yeah. dead from an overdose, and I'm just like, like, you yeah, know. Like, I <laughs> that's just want, like, yeah, this yeah. feels a big, not, yeah. I don't want to, like, clown anybody's experience or whatever, <laughs> yeah. but it's like, damn, this is the dude who made me feel bad about myself yeah. when I was in high school. I thought like, he right. was just yeah. a wasteoid, bro. <laughs> damn. Like, you could have died 10 years ago, and I wouldn't have, it would have been the same shit, realistically. Yeah, because you know? I know this guy, one of, one of the person I grew up with, he's dead now. Somebody killed him. I'm, I'm so sad they did that to him. But, you know, but, hey, I, his life, you know what I'm saying? I can't judge how his life was, but. I don't know is that, you know, he was he, he was motivated by me doing this stuff, but they killed him because he did something wrong, but mm. God bless his heart. For sure. I, I do want to ask, how, how did you decide to get into law enforcement? Or like, that seemed, I, I would think that would be impossible after well, what you had been up to. Yeah, no, well, I'm a, I'm a chaplain, so okay. it kind of what we do is we go to hospitals, we, it's like, um, we don't pray to a certain religion. We okay. just pray to a higher power. So, like, chaplains, they, you know, they, they help and volunteer. Like, I went to Maria, Puerto Rico, my my uh, my island, and uh, I was there two weeks. Mosquito bites, you know, like, uh, I took my brother a generator. He ain't had no power. We slept at the local college. 
like took showers in the like chaplain is a little different. Oh, so okay. in New York, the yeah. chaplains they do the funerals and the weddings for like NYPD, but it, they're not exactly oh, okay. like. Well, I just knew that most of the people on Sixty Days In. When I remember, I, I forget exactly what they said in your intro, but a lot of people were military or former. Oh poli- no, police I was the criminal. Like I okay, was yeah. the first criminal oh, really? in okay. Sixty Days in history. Period. To wow. this day, like. That's crazy. You went in there with a totally different energy because so many of the people, even on, because your season's the only one I've seen, but a lot of the people were real, real square. And it was like, I'm watching it like, yeah. bro, it's like so hard for me to believe that this is It was all repetitive. Up. The CEO, the cop, yeah. the, you know, the ex drug addict, you know. So it was like, all right, we're going to have the ex gang banger, you know, criminal. Yeah. So it was like. But how weird was that for you to go into that environment and have to basically act? As if you were the thing that you were uh, however many yeah. years ago. Well, for me, it's been like 10 years, right? Okay. So you clean, feel very separate from Not it. even yeah. a ticket, nothing, you know. So I'm minding my own business, 60 days in, comes along. Hey, you want to go to jail for 60 days in? We'll give you a couple grand, you know. How'd they get in touch with you? Through, um, I had a Facebook, and the Facebook had like 10 followers. So I get a random, like, media, whatever. I'm like, man, this has got to be fake. Oh, could you sign an NDA? You know, like, what? Who are you? Right. Well, we can't tell you yet till you sign. So I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I don't even know if you're the police or what are you. My mind is like. If you told me this, I would be like, it's a scam. Don't <laughs> it's do a scam. it. Yeah. Yeah, you know how social media, you get a, yeah. oh, yeah, you're going to get verified tomorrow. Yeah, give me 100 bucks. There's, there's a million ex-game <laughs> members they could be hollering at, too. So yeah, it just right. seem, would seem like an unlikely way for them to. Not me. It don't happen to me. Everything's bad luck in my life, mm. you know. And um, they came about, and you know, Greg Henry, the the producer, the executive producer, um, good dude, millionaire. I, I, you know, like, and I was like, man, like me, like really, like I felt like I hit lottery. Like any ex gang member or ex con in the street that you ask and you tell them to do something like this, most likely they would do it. Maybe some of them a little more harsh, but it was like, all right, you know. It makes sense. So I started watching the other seasons, you know, old ones, because I was never familiar with the mm. show like that. And I was like, there's no criminals on here. I'm like the f- first one, like, all right, so, you know, what's your story? And, you know, they do background, you know, and um, of course, if you got sexual crime, whatever, you're not going to be around women, staff, whatever. Mm. And um, they do a full background. They came back, you know, you ever kill anybody in Puerto Rico? No, that's not me. You know, go back and check that back. So a murder is too much for them? Like, if you kill someone, then they, they won't fuck with you? Well, I have uh, um, charges that were pending that were attempted murder back in the days. Yeah, they still show up, okay. but, you know, it was just attempted murder. Well, I mean, no, not. not the same. But you know what I mean, right? Uh, but this guy. Yeah, it was this like guy. it was like um, when I spoke to them. They were like, you know, we'll do this. We'll accommodate you. I'm like, well, you know, I, I kind of like don't live like that no more. Well, you know, so when I went in, it really hit me when I hit them oranges. Mm. Like stripped down, you know, like, man, I got no control now. Because this guy doesn't know. This CEO that's checking me doesn't know. So mm. when I went in, it was like, I felt like, man, now it's, it's prison mode. Mm. Like... You know, and and I had uh my my brother. You know, he's older than me. He's he's got a 
a history too. And he was like, man, just don't look at the camera and be real. Don't go in there like these fake dudes. Because he watched the show. So mm -hmm. he was familiar with it. So I took his advice. Don't look at the camera. Just be real. But it's, it's got to be weird though, right? Because on <laughs> one hand... You, like I remember when you you were you were flexing on some of you were like straight Chicano man like you just busted <laughs> that out on him and I was yeah. like oh man he's really repping this that's shit the, the straight land. cholo line straight yeah. cholo right that's it yeah yeah um that it was, was fire. like yeah it was like thirty cameras and thirty sensitive microphones there so it was like you know you got to use the toilet they literally hearing you using the toilet they yeah. can hear everything and it was like. I kind of like, that's the one thing I did, block everything away from me. You know how when you go to prison and they tell you, yo, forget about that you got a girl, block her out your mm -hmm. life. You don't have no girl when you ain't here. Right. You know, and the, these are the OGs telling you this. So I kind of like, I'm blocking everything away. Like, I don't, I, I'm in jail. And it, you, I fed into it. Like, it was easily that monster coming back. Mm. It's crazy. And until this day, I'm like, man, why did I do that? But now I know, you know, the the, the good that came out of it, you know? Yeah, because, I mean, one thing I always end up having this conversation when we're talking about uh, cops and stuff, like, people is like, they're just another gang at the end of the day. Like, they, you know, not not all the times, yeah. a lot of good cops, but there's a lot of times when shit happens and you just end up sitting back and looking at it and being like, man, they are yeah. just another yeah, fucking gang. Yeah, they have their loyalty. Blue it's like a gang. They have yeah. their Blue loyalty. In the wrong side, yeah. you know, exactly. not, they not just got, they're authorized to have that power. Exactly. Yeah, and it's funny exactly. now because now, like coming here on the show, uh, I was escorted to the train. I didn't even ask them. Now nah, we'll walk you over there. So I'm like, hey, man. <laughs> you know, right. but these are NYPD, but they're fans of me, right. which is like makes it more powerful how a person changing their life could even impact. Because you're, you're a special role model in a way because people who watch that show literally get to see you. you. You say all the shit that you did in your previous life and then you show that you're a different person now. I mean, that's yeah. that's what like a young kid needs to see. They just need role models and examples of, oh, this is how you're going to end up. You're going to end yeah. up regretting all this bullshit that you did it's when you true. were a young man, you know? Yeah, it's true. No, I mean, I, I, I think, you know, I, I don't know why I'm still alive. Mm -hmm. you know, I asked myself that. It's the grace of God. And I had one incident, like, you on one guy one time told me, and he didn't recognize me. He was like, hey, yo, hey, hey, me, Abner, you know. And I recognized him. I said, yo, what's up? He's like, who are you? And I told him who I was. He said, yo, it's me, Abner. Man, I thought you was dead. This is what really, like, dawned on me, like, I haven't seen this guy in a long time. Mm. And he thought I was dead. Like, that that's what really, like, pushes me more. Like, man, I'm not that dude no more. And I've seen even fentanyl kill killers. Oh, yeah. Fentanyl kill killers. Like It's taken out a lot of the best <sighs> of our generation, you know? Man, it's, it, even with, with hip-hop now, like, yeah. it's, it's fentanyl. Like, over and over and over. It, movie stars, actors, it ain't sparing nobody. They don't even want, like, heroin. They want fentanyl. Mm. Like, no, don't give me heroin. I, yeah. I want fentanyl, like horse tranquilizer, basically. Mm -hmm. It's it's killing people. And right. It's something that people don't talk about. And it's I, I've had it impact me not even, not even a month ago with a friend of mine that changed his life and decided maybe I'll take one last bag. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm feeling down. And he died. Damn. He died. Like, it, it's real. You That's know? crazy. Let me ask you this. As a man of God now, how do you 
think about you said you've crippled people in the past yeah you've you know i'm sure done all kinds of stuff that now when you look at it you're like i can never imagine doing that and i and i'm sure you regret that time in your life how do you think about that and have you ever thought about you know making amends with with people is like does your faith yeah. require that of you yeah I, I i and i have done it and, um and i was even telling a town and um lou about this little story about a guy that i did something to his brother like literally physically like you know and um i saw him and he saw me and um he caught me one day like they say slipping it was four o'clock in the morning he knocked on the window i'm in the car and he's like you know i could have killed you then we're gonna leave this right here right now and the only reason i'm not gonna kill you is because i know you're not that dude no more wow so it kind of like the past and the present saying i'm still here but i'm not here Wow. So it was like, I'm not doing this no more. Like, it, you, it, reality will come back at you, and God will send signs saying, you, you, if you don't listen, I'm not going to give you another chance. <laughs> I, I'm not. Right. You know, you, uh, you know, you had addiction for 20 years. You stopped using. You know, like my friend, and he took that one bag and he died. What was your addiction? What were you doing all those years? My addiction was more violence, mm. drinking, going out, smoking weed. Like, I was like, <laughs> you know, but it was never like hard body drugs right. or anything like that. But I have experimented, didn't like it, you know. I didn't like the heroin, like feeling down. Mm. I didn't like the coke feeling like you're, you're on cloud nine, you know, with the geeking. And yeah. that's not me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was more like, the the lifestyle me, me it was the violence mm. the sticking somebody up you know watch you at four o'clock in the morning coming out the club i got a gps under your car yeah I'm, I'm already at the house you know your girl's tied up let me get the jewelry the dope man yeah it, it, it was normal so that, if, if you were to describe your time in the streets though would you say you're primarily a robber a hustler stick you, up kid okay my last bit was a stick up kid yeah and, wow. and i was like that type of dude now it's not that i will hate on you but I would be like, Dad, you got these cars, all this. Can I get some work? You know, mm. I just came home. Like, I'm hungry. Like, I'm a good dude. Like, look out. Oh, you don't want to look out? All right. And that's when you kind of, like, become the, the predator. Like, all right, I know you're not built like that. That's why I say you can't be a gunner and a hustler. Mm. So, you know, it, they just kind of drop it. Right. Like, you know, a little force. Yeah, yeah, let me, let me get that. Right. And, and you, it becomes normal because if you can make – you know, get a brick of cocaine in 30 minutes, and you now you you up in the game 45,000 in 30 minutes, and you know, the, you kind of like get used to it, like, yeah, I'm good. You know, right. I got a little 300 gram Cuban, yeah, I'm good. I'm, and you get addicted to it because the, as easy as it comes, you go wait another week, plot on somebody else, and you, you know, why I'm gonna hustle for, he's gonna tell on me. Mm. Why I'm gonna be a shooter for, if he's gonna tell on me. But you don't feel like that about the people that you were robbing too? Like like well, they were if drug I'm tying dealing. somebody's <laughs> wife up, I'm thinking that I don't really wanna be the guy just cruising around the neighborhood after that. And they probably could figure out where you live and shit like that. Yeah, or, yeah. And that's where the problems used to come yeah. from, with me in the street from that. Cause usually it would be no mass, you know, straight gully, whatever. But half of these guys don't really even care about their girlfriends <laughs> or their baby my like wow. it, it's horrible to to say this, but when a gun in a situation is right there, these guys show no love like a man 
should for his family mm. and like uh, uh, somebody doing a home invasion his son and wow. i'm sure you being a father you know your family you know it, these guys have no love wow. like there's no love in the street so the woman's there you know you, she's just there for the clout she's just there for the jewelry and you see it on instagram all the time you know such and such gets locked up she had all these a ten thousand dollar bag and you know like but once the the, the real pressure comes prison or so a stick-up kid kicking the door down or just creeping through the window just waiting for you yeah. to get home from the club you know you tipsy and boom reality hits you yeah uh, you got an enemy wow and he was watching you and uh let me get that because i gotta go shopping tomorrow morning uh, you talk about like the <laughs> violence being your addiction but you know everybody who gets addicted to you know drugs and stuff there's a risk of relapse yeah. Do you ever think about that with yourself? That heck you, no. You heck could ever no. get to a position where you feel like that? No, it's called credit. No, I'm mm. good now. Okay, <laughs> no, that's good. I don't, I don't, you, you, you know the extreme person you have to be to do that. Mm. And now I even, I do things like if I see an old lady at the supermarket and she can't read something, there you go, man. You know, like, mm. I, I'm, I'm more attentive to the little small things, waking up in the morning, the little things, just being good. Because that's why I said the little things is matter. The little things that matter, I said yeah. before. The little things that you wake up say, thank you, God. You the thank little, him, you know? Yeah, the little things. That's what the little things. And that I, re matter. I already, you know, been pat the devil in the back and told him, we can't do this. We can't be friends. Mm. I, I gotta go. I already been through hell. Like, now I, all I have I left is good, you know? We all been through hell. We all been through a lot of things that. The devil trying to tempt us to do, but we overcome that. Definitely. You know, just one last thing about the show. It occurs to me that, like, that's probably the only TV show ever in which you beating the shit out of somebody is just part of the show. Yeah, I saw that. When <laughs> you, I saw you don't that. get in trouble for it? <laughs> this is just normal? Yeah, when well, I saw they, that, that they, joke was funny. They, they kind of signed waivers right. saying... Uh, it's okay. It's a documentary. Mm. And, and, and you know, when you're in there, the last thing you're going to do is read the fine print. So kind of, you know... <laughs> You should uh, read the fine print. When but you're, you're just swinging on somebody in that cell with the camera in the corner, and yeah. I'm just watching you just pan on some. Like, did that bring you bad? Was that your first fist fight in years and years and years? Like, how did it that feel? It actually was. Yeah. It actually was. It actually, no altercations, nothing. Like, and um, I caught myself right at that moment, right when I was, when I smacked him and I was gonna punch, I was like. I can't hit this guy. His weight's not there. Like, oh, and I, now I just remember this is you punishing a, a Hispanic kid for fucking with the the white yeah, people, right? Yeah, yeah he was. I yeah, he that. was like, and you and you know this. You know, you don't, you don't, you don't race hot. Mm. You, 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 you gotta. This is who you are. You know, that's the politics. Sixty days in, if if I wasn't already convinced, sixty days in made me really sure that I didn't want to go to prison because I cannot <laughs> be kicking it with these white supremacist douchebags. Yeah. Like that's gonna really fucking ruin my vibe yeah, for I, the whole I, time I'm in there. And it's crazy because even my people are are racist towards other races. So it's like, nah, we can't do that either, you mm -hmm. know. So it, you relate, and it's not a place for anybody. J mm. Jail, period. And I push that. I have, you know, a little TikTok, little clout. I push it. Stay out of jail, mm. period. My little TikToks are stay out of jail. Right. You know, and it's like, that's all I push. You don't have to go to jail. You could get a job. You could hustle. Even now with social media, man, you can, 
you could sell water. It's a whole new path. Put anything you want. Like you could like, promote yourself. Yeah. Promote. You could brand anything. Yeah. You know? That's why social media is there for is promote it to help you experience your career. Not to do no dumb stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's help for your life to come better as far as your life and as far as your mental. Yeah, and you're a walking testimony to yourself, so you know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you definitely yeah, so are too. God, you know what I'm saying? You I did my research too, so I mean, I, I yeah. mean my <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you look at my career, it's like that is a big part of what I wanna get across as a point. It's like look at the shit I'm doing. It's not that complicated. You could do this. You could have a YouTube channel, you could have an Instagram, you could turn yourself into a one man brand because I as a 37-year-old white man from New Hampshire, there is no real obvious reason why I should have a big-ass platform right. in hip-hop but except for the fact though, that yeah. right. I was passionate about it and I went out and you took it. Keep it real. You, yeah. know? you keep it real, man. Yeah. You, you, you the neutral or the podcast, the neutral. Everybody else wants to go over here mm. or everybody else wants to go over here. Oh, well, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. You're the neutral that right now society yes. really needs in right. Social media, the podcast. Like, like the speaking, like, you know, on what terms that they feel comfortable. And I ain't just cloud chasing either. No, yeah, throw that out there. <laughs> but, it, but it's true, because I've seen this throughout the time. Like, when I first started doing interviews and vlogs, I didn't really know that many people who are in my world who were doing that kind of thing. Now... I will see an 18-year-old kid who starts a YouTube channel and he's really from the trenches and he all yeah. of a sudden has a little name for himself yeah. and he's making a little living. And that's beautiful to me because even if that guy's making a you know two thousand dollars a month, well shit, you gotta sell a lot of crack to make two thousand dollars in a month. That's if a beautiful you're not thing. In jail, yeah. You know that he could he could do that, no risk. Tell your story, speak on your culture. Clean money. That's yeah. a beautiful thing to to push kids. Because a lot uh, this is the thing. A lot of people don't want to become gang members and drug dealers, but they want to be independent. They don't want to have to listen to anybody. They have that kind of personality. That kind of personality also is a good fit for influencers or people who make TikToks, who make YouTube videos. If you want to just be on your own schedule and not have to listen to anybody, but you could avoid the violence and the craziness and all that shit if you just become you know, a, a, yeah. a content creator. Now, it is tough, for sure. I'm not saying everybody can do it, but at the very least, having that hope. I think it keep a lot of kids away from the bad yeah, side of no, shit. Yeah, no, definitely. Mm -hmm. Even definitely. with anything you do, cleaning sneakers, anything. Like. Right. This motherfucker's a good example, too. <laughs> He's out here. Yeah, he, he a, a, a politician <laughs> just called him. Uh, 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 what he say? What he say to you? I'm a hero. He's a hero. Respect. And, I, and, I, and that touches me because I thought, like, you know what I'm saying? I thought it was going to come, like, you know, because like, the stuff I go through was, like, health problems and everything. And when I graduated high school, my mind was like, what am I going to do next? What am I going to do next? Oh, my gosh. Like, I'm not in school no more. Yeah, I did it. I thought I was not going to graduate because of my health. Because mm. I've been sick so many times, surgeries, everything. But, you know what I'm saying, there should be no but to it. Um, I feel like, okay, what am I going to do after this? You know, God made a way. I, I, I was going to try and become a defender, criminal justice defense attorney, because I like to argue and I like to defend. Mm. But they said I wasn't ready for that, that lifestyle. I said, BS, I'm going to fight for it. And they said I wasn't ready because they said, your mind's not there. You're good with hands-on. They test, after high school, they tested me, see what I was good at, books or hands-on. Mm. So that's I'm good with hands-on, they say. So I saw, right, let me start doing culinary arts so I could cook a little bit, you know, and turn around, boom, I'm big. I'm like, how this happening? And like, if I was a different question, I would... I would have been let go of his case a long time ago. Mm. <laughs> That's why we need you in there. Take a plea. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, 
it, it's just like, you know, thank you for letting me be a good example for these people. I was, it's truly amazing that I really could be an experience to these people because not much people follows through in their life. And I'm happy I opened doors with people, especially with health problems, too, because I've seen people, since I started doing videos and everything, I've seen people with health problems starting to express themselves, coming out the door and pushing. Even on TikTok, I've seen people, you know, doing stuff like, oh, I do this, this, and that, have fun with it, you mm. know? Because, you know, TikTok, I've seen people on TikTok, was like, oh, uh, people had health problems, and people, on, and, and and also Instagram, basically show, social media kind come tech around people help problems pushing themselves because mm. they see they saw me and i was happy that i would open doors for mm. people who start doing like this and that made me so proud because i um that made me so proud because that they start doing stuff in a positive way mm. and because some people take it as a negative some people try you know use certain people but that's not the case we just trying to push make people um advice like you know okay yeah yeah we got health problems we could do the same thing you can mm. and a lot of people judge us so fast because we got health problems and oh no you can't do that how's he able to do that because we you don't understand we could do stuff same things we can like just like you mm. you know what i'm saying respect you know what i'm saying you just don't know we can you know what i'm saying for sure um Okay, so what what uh what doors have been open for you guys? Like like I'm sure your platform has just grown so much from this. Like what are you, what are you doing with the the energy around you ever since you've been on the show? And and I'll ask you the same question next. Well, with me, um, I pretty much wrote a book. I was featured in a book for the Christian Broadcast Network. I do you know speaking pre-COVID. Now everything's kicking back up, mm. and um, I kind of like now deal with uh, more the the mental health, you know what I mean? And the bullying too with a lot of people, kids got autism, you don't know. They're not just normal, they're not normal. You you can't just judge someone because they're fidgeting and you know, something's wrong with them. You know, so you gotta be kind of people, but my doors have opened to, man, like uh, I, politicians, I came out here, I got an award from, um, from a good friend politician here in Compton. My first time here, the love is big. They love me everywhere. So, I mean, doors will keep opening up, you know, and um, 60 Days In was one, it's on Netflix now. I've done background acting mm. and I'm gonna still pursue it. I plan on relocating too and doing more acting. And um, you haven't heard the last of me yet. I just, I'm going into music pretty soon. Really? So. And, um, well, you got artists, or you gonna start rapping? No, me, me. I'm oh, gonna okay. do a couple collaborations, but the first one song I'll do by myself. But I, just, I just want to test myself. Like, mm. I don't want to limit myself to just doing one thing. Right. You know, like how your kids feel about uh, seeing you make such a change late in life. Like all of a sudden, their dad's high profile. Yeah, it, it kind of. Sometimes I'll get the random FaceTime, like, "Hey, uh, I told you, look," and I'm like. You FaceTime me because you're showing your friend like who I am, like, <laughs> <laughs> like all right, you know. And, right. and I get it a lot, you know. And I'm humble with everybody. I show everybody love. And I, I one thing that does open the doors for me is staying humble. Mm. You know, don't matter what I got, I could sit here and and bling out all day. And you know, nah, I'm I'm good where I'm at. Because mm. I, 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 at the end of the day, you're not taking it with you, nothing. You know, and it's 
stay humble, man. You know what I mean? That's that's all you got to do. That's the secret. The door is opening. But I have a couple projects, especially now with the No Bullying campaign with A-Town. And I was like, you know what? I got you, man. We're going to do this, man. Like, you know. Yeah. I have a button for you, too, Adam. Oh, man. I was yes. going to ask. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yes. A-Town's anti-bullying campaign, United Philly, United People. I like it. Thank you. We got to reach out to some more uh, Philly superstars. We got to get a little Uzi Vert on this campaign. Definitely. Right? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. definitely. We were just talking about that, too. <laughs> I guess so, he is, he's kind of out here bullying people in Philly, though. He chased Rich the Kid behind a Starbucks counter. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That's another story right there. <laughs> you were there? No, I was not there. You got him lined up? <laughs> no, I don't do stuff like that. Okay, yeah. God, would not, God right. would not bless me with that. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah, okay. Um, okay, but so A-Town, what else you got going on aside from just uh, the, the bullying campaign? The bullying campaign seems very important, so people should definitely tap in with your Instagram for all that. Yes, A-Town underscore 075 official. Mm. That's my Instagram. Um, Go to who I follow, search A-Town. You'll find it if you can't yeah. figure that out. Yeah. Um, what I'm doing after this, uh, I'm trying to get like more acting because I was on Wild and Out. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yes, I was on Wild and Out. Shout that out was, Nick Cannon. Yes, shout out to Nick Cannon. I was on Wild and Out. Um... Uh, I've been to acting classes. Right. Um, uh, also, I'm trying to work on little mu- little music, but I'm trying to focus on more like acting. Because mm. acting is like my thing. It just brings out just so much character and so much things to do. Like, I can act like him. Mm. It's just in character mode. You know what I'm saying? I just, you know what I'm saying? I just got put on the deep bo- deeper voice. That sounds funny. <laughs> See, I make y'all laugh. Funny. Wait, so you, you could do a different voice? Give me a, Give me a little bit. Uh, like what? What you want here? I don't know. Just maybe something different than your normal voice. All right. Uh, what's it doing? Janae, why you don't like me? Why you don't like me, Janae? But but we got bubble 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 strip but all this <laughs> stuff. All my life I had to fight. That wasn't bad. Forrest Gump <laughs> gets to me, man. That tugs at my heartstrings. Angry birds. Life is about the chocolates. You don't know what you can get out of it. We might need to fact check that exact quote, but it's like that. You know? <laughs> Throw that in Google. <laughs> Life is about the chocolates. Life is like a box, box of chocolates. chocolates. You yeah, never know what you're going to get. get out okay, of it. <laughs> I like these guys, man. You guys are a very, very interesting uh, wrestling tag team. Yeah. This is the, the vibe that I get right here. Like the Bushwhackers pulling up on me. You know? Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Fuck. All right. So what else you guys got planned uh, while, you, while you're out here in L.A.? We got an event tonight with um, uh, Councilman. Uh, yes. With a uh, rap group. I don't know what's the DJ Quick. Oh, DJ, yeah, DJ Quick. Quick right, yeah. So we'll be in Compton tonight with Dom over there. And, you know, yes, everything. Compton's been, you know, showing us love. Yes. And I definitely, this is my first time in California. I definitely will be back. Yeah, this is definitely first time. Wow, that's amazing. First Hell time, yeah. man. Yeah. I was gonna come out here pre-COVID. I had everything set up with someone else, and I was like, you know what? But well, destiny has a way, you know. And I, I feel like now's the time, you know, come back and, and and tap in, and you know, just you know, God's put the real people on my path, you know. And uh, this is one of them, you know. Hundred uh, percent. I like it. Yes. Uh, yes. A town. How'd you get the name A town anyway? It's just my nickname. Okay. Yes. Uh, it's not related to Allentown, Pennsylvania, which they call A-Town? <laughs> okay. 
It's a pretty random place. There's definitely like five people watching this from Allentown who are like, what the fuck is he talking yeah. about us for? <laughs> um, okay, man. It was, it was great getting to learn more about you guys. Uh, big fan and uh, appreciate I appreciate it, man. appreciate you for supporting yeah, my campaign. I really mean so Huge. much to me. The real happening 60 days in. Man. You know, that, that really, that really, made, that really you know, makes me happy. Why? Because it's really serious out here. And, you know, and I know you say you've been been bullied certain places when you was like young. Okay. Nah, not Adam. Not nah, 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 invincible. Nah, 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 yeah. No, I bullied and nah, I got bullied. That's so what I'm saying. I, I've been on both that's, sides that's, of that equation that's for what I'm sure. Saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You got bullied before. Yeah. But I'm happy you know you could like you could talk about it and stand up for it. That was in the past. You could overcome it. That's what I'm saying. Hey town, let me tell you something. I don't gangbang, but I'm banging A Town's anti bullying campaign. <laughs> All over the world. This is what I'm repping now. For sure. All right, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so oh, much. And uh, we'll, we'll throw both your Instagrams in the description yes. so that if people want to tap in, they can, they yes. can holler yeah. at y'all. Yes, okay. and I thank you so much. Thank and you, thank, thank you. you. And we out. No doubt. My pleasure. Boom. Boom. A-Town and Abner. No Jumper. Coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, Straight SoundCloud, Cholo. OnlyFans, Patreon, all Boom. that. Like, comment, and subscribe. Nojumper.com if you want to support. Shout out to our sponsor, Empire Gardens. I'm going to assume both of you guys don't smoke. No allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate allegedly. you guys. <laughs> Yo, we just was like.